Hello and welcome to the Journal of Physicals podcast. These podcast episodes are made by the journals, social media editors, doctors, Manus Brilakis and Andreas Vos. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily express the views of the society or the journal. My name is Manus Brilakis from Hygieia Hospital of Athens, Greece. And in this episode, we will discuss with Dr. John J.P. Warner from Boston Shoulder Institute at Massachusetts General Hospital, professor of orthopedic surgery at Harvard Medical School. Dr. Warner is the senior author of the following article recently published in GISACOS. The title of this article is Arthroscopic Lower Trapezius Tendon Transfer Provides Equivalent Outcomes to Latissimus Dorsi Transfer in the Treatment of Massive Posterior Superior Rotator Calf Tears. I would like to welcome you, Dr. Warner, to the GSACOS podcast and congratulate for the publication. My first question is, based on your experience, which are the advantages and the disadvantages of the lower trapezius transfer compared to the latissimus dorsi transfer and vice versa? Um, both of these operations give excellent outcomes and the peer review literature supports this. However, there are several advantages to each of them. In the case of the lower trapezius tendon transfer, the muscle works in phase with the infraspinatus and the surgical access to expose the muscle in the tendon is relatively easy compared to latissimus dorsi. By this I mean that the lower trapezius is really very accessible from the back of the shoulder, whereas to access the latissimus dorsi, one has to raise the arm and bring it into internal rotation to do it away, according to the way that Gerber described. If one's working in a beach chair position, it's actually easier to do the lower trapezius tendon transfer, in my opinion, from the standpoint of mobilizing the muscle tendon unit. It's also the case that in an obese patient, the lower trapezius tendon transfer is easier to expose than latissimus dorsi. Another point that's important to note that's more in favor of latissimus dorsi is that um, the lower trapezius tendon requires an allograft to extend the length of the muscle, whereas the latissimus dorsi can be performed using the native tendon without the need for an allograft. Finally, the latissimus dorsi requires training to make it work properly because the latissimus is an out-of-phase muscle, meaning that its initial or its basic activity is adduction and internal rotation, whereas you're now transferring it and asking it to be an abductor and external rotator. That requires training, and in our experience, we've used biofeedback for this, whereas the lower trapezius is in phase and it is much easier to train to do that job. Comparing the line of pull of infraspinatus with the respective of lower trapezius and latissimus dorsi, it seems that lower trapezius transfer works better when the external rotation lag exists, predominantly with the arm in zero degrees of abduction, and the latissimus dorsi transfer when the external rotation lag exists, predominantly in 90 degrees of abduction. Do you believe that? This is the key point 
for selecting between these two tendon transfers? My answer to this is that theoretically, uh, there's never really been a clinical evidence to support any distinction in terms of how each of these muscles work. And um, biomechanically, there's some suggestion that the um, lower trapezius is better suited to external rotation and adduction, and the latissimus dorsi better suited to external rotation and abduction. But our experience did not demonstrate this to be the case. Do you have any other criteria that makes you select between these two tendon transfers? I have to say for years I did latissimus dorsi transfer, um, but um, I then went and tried lower trapezius tendon transfer and found that there was really no difference. Um, I tend to favor latis uh, lower trapezius tendon transfer um, because it's uh, simply easier to do and the results seem to be the same. However, sometimes in the case of a thin patient or somebody who doesn't wish to have an allograft, I'll do a latissimus dorsi transfer. Between latissimus dorsi transfer, lower trapezius transfer, and SCR, which is your preference for treating a posterior superior irreparable massive rotator cuff tear? Could you predict if some of these methods or any other used for the same indication will be used more in the future? So my first answer is that many surgeons seem to be able to make uh, SCR or superior capsular reconstruction work effectively in their patients. There's a growing body of evidence that suggests that it's a valid approach to irreparable rotator cuff tears. However, there's still remaining controversy by um, uh, some surgeons that believe that this works well versus other surgeons that are favor um, tendon transfer. I have to say my personal experience is that I've not been able to make superior capsular reconstruction work very well in my patients. Now I wanna emphasize that may be reflective of the fact that I simply haven't done enough and there may be a learning curve here that I'm just on the early phase of. But my personal opinion has been since I have such a reliable outcome with tendon transfer, it's hard to justify creating a learning curve for me to use SCR. Now, it's especially the case that if somebody has a significant external rotation lag sign and weakness in external rotation, that it makes very little sense to me that a static tissue graft, as with an SCR, will be effective in improving that function. And in those cases, most certainly, I would favor a lower trapezius tendon transfer or latissimus dorsi transfer. And the reason is that these are dynamic solutions to a dynamic problem rather than a static solution to a dynamic problem. Is the Achilles tendon allograft your only choice for lower trapezius transfer? Do you have other alternatives? I'd probably defer to Dr. Al Hassan, who is the originator of lower trapezius transfer, because in some instances he's been able to use fascia uh, just connected to the uh, tendon itself to extend the length of the graft. But I don't think that that's so common. The Achilles tendon is flat and well-suited uh, to positioning over the humeral head when attached to the greater tuberosity. So I can't think of any value in other graphs such as um, hamstring or anterior tibialis. And so that's why I use the Achilles tendon. Thank you, Dr. Warner, for accepting our invitation and participating in this podcast. We appreciate it. I hope this is helpful. 
Thank you very much for asking my opinion. Take care. Find more details in zisakos.bmj.com. Follow the Journal of Zisakos in the social media. You are encouraged to post your comments in the journal's pages of Facebook or Twitter. This was Dr. Manos Brilakis from Hygieia Hospital of Athens, Greece, on behalf of the Journal of Physicos. Until next time, goodbye to everyone.